From CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today, we look at community college bachelor's degree programs and their impact on enrollment at nearby four-year colleges and universities. Specifically, we found that there's a 32.5% reduction in program-level enrollment for these four-year for-profit institutions and a 14% reduction in the six-year bachelor's degree completion in response to a similar program being adopted at the local community college. We welcome Johns Hopkins University's Dennis Kramer and the University of Florida's Justin Ortegas, co-authors of a new study examining college enrollment trends in the state of Florida. They discuss what they learned about the impact of community college bachelor's programs and some important implications for students, policymakers, and other stakeholders in the midst of a national recession. It's really important, not only from an access perspective, but potentially a student loan debt perspective, and also one where we're really trying to meet the local workforce needs in ways that are allowing students to be in a good place financially. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Muller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, we're speaking with Dennis Kramer, Visiting Associate Professor with the Johns Hopkins University School of Education. Uh, welcome, Dennis. Thanks. It's great to be here. And also with Justin Ortegas, Assistant Professor and Director of the Institute of Higher Education at the University of Florida College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us, Justin. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and talking with you. So today, we're discussing your new study, which was co-authored by Jacqueline Donovan, titled Competing for Bachelor's Degrees, Are Community Colleges Cutting into the Market Share of Four-Year Institutions? Uh, it was just published in the American Educational Research Journal, and it's, it's one of the first of its kind to examine the evolution of higher education degree programs in recent years and how community college bachelor's degree offerings may impact enrollment at nearby four-year schools. Uh, to start, Justin, could you give us a little bit of context? How prevalent are community college bachelor's degree programs here in the U.S., and should we expect to see more of them in the years ahead? If you take a step back and you think about community colleges, typically the mission is associated with open access and also being responsive to local labor market needs. So what happened is over time, there was some local, there were some local workforce shortages, and community colleges saw that as an opportunity to step in and fill that void. Um, increase access to four-year degree programs, but also respond to those local workforce shortages in their communities. So as far as the big picture context, in 1989, West Virginia was the first state to allow the community colleges to offer uh, bachelor's degrees. And since then, they have really grown, as you've noted. By our last count, there were over 125 community colleges and over 20 states offering bachelor's degree programs at community colleges. And if you think about uh, state-by-state context, typically, when folks think about these policies and these programs, Florida is one of the major players, uh, Ohio, Washington, and California recently as well has really kind of uh, been, a, been a major force as far as offering several uh, bachelor's degree programs for community colleges. So that's the general context, and it really does kind of fall under that general auspice of how, how can we increase access and respond to local labor market needs. And in this context, it's through community college uh, baccalaureate programs. So, Dennis, I'm curious, uh, what led your team to conduct this study? Um, what questions did you have about community college bachelor's programs and 
How'd you go about answering them? I think this is something that uh, Justin and I have have talked a lot about over the years in terms of what's the role of community colleges within higher education, particularly positioned in Florida, which has this kind of robust tradition around community colleges and this and this access mission. And so, you know, when we kind of dove into this policy and we saw that there was these kind of changing landscape around program offerings at community college, we're really interested in what does that mean more broadly for this sector, which is traditionally focused on kind of open access. I think we also kind of heard in the public discourse or the statewide discourse, four-year universities talking about the potential impact that these community college baccalaureate programs had or will have on their kind of future enrollment, right? So there, there was this kind of growing kind of sentiment around kind of mission and mission expansion and you know what is the what is the role of community colleges what is the role of these kind of four-year institutions does the bachelor's degree programs are they kind of in between those those two sectors uh, or should they be isolated specifically to kind of that four-year institution and so uh, we kind of went about you know thinking through like what are the potential mechanisms that are in place around these programs and how might they impact the, the kind of student demand and we're lucky enough that like you know we did this study with with one of an amazing graduate student jackie donovan who also is a community college uh faculty member so she brought kind of you know on the ground knowledge about how these programs not only are kind of influencing the operations uh, at community colleges, but how they may also be changing the dynamics of kind of the student enrollment kind of market. And so uh, I think the three of us came together and thought about what are ways that we could answer these these, these questions. Uh, and we thought, you know, using information and using data from the state of Florida would provide a really interesting uh, opportunity to start to tease out the effects of the adoptions of these programs. And before we jump into your findings, are there any limitations here that we should be aware of? Yeah, I think certainly with any research, there uh, there are limitations. I think for us, we we attempted to put together a really comprehensive data set at the program level. So I think that's that's a unique aspect of the studies that we use program level data uh, to really try and estimate kind of the effects at the program level, and we use kind of these difference and difference and differences techniques or different quantitative techniques to really tease out the effect at the program level. But I think the primary limitation is that we are using data from the state of Florida only. Now we know that, that Florida has a relatively representative population and a really robust community college or two-year institution sector, but there, I think there could be other state dynamics that are at play uh, in other states that may kind of impact you know, the generalizability of, of these results kind of going forward. Uh, I think also, you know, we kind of argued in this paper, uh, or at least spelled out clearly in the paper, that, you know, we are looking at the impact of these kind of community college baccalaureate programs on kind of the local four-year institution. Um, so those that are in kind of the service area of the community college, and so, you know, that could, you know, potentially mitigate some of the effects on four-year institutions that draw from the entire state, right? And so I think that's kind of something that, that, that we considered in, in thinking about our results 
and how we contextualize them in the broader kind of uh, landscape of what this means for kind of higher education institutions moving forward. So with that said, let's jump right into your results. What did you learn about the impact of community college bachelor's programs on four-year institutions? I think this is an exciting part of our study and something that, that we hope we, people find compelling is that at a high level, we find that the adoption of these CCB programs reduced the, the kind of immediate program enrollment and the longer-term six-year de bachelor's degree production outcomes for similar programs at the local four-year institution, right? So if we think about this in the context, we find that not only that after these programs are adopted, these four-year institutions not only see a relatively short-term increase, meaning that one year after the program is implemented, a decrease in enrollment, but that they also then see a subsequent decrease in bachelor's degree production uh, six years after the implementation of these programs. I think specifically when we look at kind of our results, we find that program level enrollment decreases by about 13.3% and six year bachelor's degree production decreases by about 9% in those specific programs at a four year institution that have a corresponding or competing program at the local community college. And so I, I and so we, we got these kind of general, you know, overall results and, and I think uh, Justin and, and Jackie and I were really interested in kind of teasing out where are these effects coming from, what types of students are potentially substituting from the four-year sector to the two-year sector. So I think what was most interesting about the results from this study was when we look at kind of the impact of these CCB programs by institutional sector. In particular, we were interested in looking at were there differences between or differences in the decrease in enrollment and degree production by, you know, for private four-year institutions, public four-year institutions, or our four-year for-profit institutions. And what was, what was interesting is that we found that nearly all of our estimated effect, so all of the, you know, a large portion of the decrease in program enrollment and a large portion of the decrease in bachelor degree production was concentrated in these four-year for-profit institutions. Specifically, we found that there's a 32.5% reduction in program-level enrollment for these uh, four-year for-profit institutions and a 14% reduction in the six-year bachelor's degree completion You know, in response to a similar program being adopted at the local community college. And I guess for context, you know, we sort of did a, a back of the envelope estimate and we estimated that nearly 60% of community college baccalaureate program enrollment comes from that for-profit sector decrease. So meaning that six out of 10 individuals that are enrolled in these community college baccalaureate programs may have otherwise decided to attend a for-profit institution if those programs were not available to them at the community college. So this effect was surprising to us given kind of the legislative conversations we heard around CCBs and how the four-year sector was, was kind of pushing back on the authority given to these community colleges to offer to bachelor's degrees. I think we also found some evidence that the reduction in these for-profit bachelor's degree production was concentrated in, in kind of white and Hispanic students. 
which was interesting because we didn't find the same corresponding reduction for African-American or black students. Uh, and so that kind of leads us to ask additional questions on, you know, why are certain sub subgroups of students uh, responding to these presence of these community college programs differently than, than others? And then I think in the paper, the one thing we were really kind of concentrated on was really teasing out the effect associated with these community college baccalaureate programs. And so we ran a number of robustness checks to really try and isolate the, to see if the effect was really isolated to these programs or if they were related to some other kind of economic or general college enrollment trend that was occurring. In the paper, we outline it more, but all of our robustness checks allow us to kind of make these claims with, with a high level of confidence that really the presence of these community college programs seems to be driving some of these enrollment and bachelor degree program decreases at the local four-year institution. So there's a couple of different sets of implications that I'm curious about here. But first, what do you think are the big takeaways here for higher ed policymakers, college leaders, and other stakeholders? How do you think your findings might influence the conversation about community college bachelor's degree programs going forward? I would say kind of the headline finding is that when, when folks are choosing to enroll in community college baccalaureate programs, they're cutting into the market share of for-profit four-year institutions. And, and it's important to consider this for a few reasons, given that community college students and for-profit students share a lot of the same characteristics and often enroll in similar ways. So right now we're in a period of economic uncertainty. And last time, what we know after the Great Recession was that typically underserved students would increase their enrollment disproportionately at community colleges, and for-profit institutions. So now, more than ever, it's really important to consider uh, what those different enrollment patterns mean for students and what are the implications moving forward. So we know that baccalaureate programs are responsive to these high-demand programs, meaning that for whatever reason, the local work workforce market wasn't being met previously. So it's not really a threat to public four-year higher education, and we show that empirically in the work. And, and this is really typically concentrated for like nursing majors, teachers, IT. One example I give is if you're an accountant and you go to the University of Florida, uh, my employer, uh, you know, it's something where you think, okay, in Gainesville, Florida, they're educating a lot of accountants. And what folks found was they're leaving the local area. They're going elsewhere in the state or across the nation. And we had a shortage in accountants in Gainesville, Florida. So then there became a shift from our local community college to offer a bachelor's program in accounting. And that's the type of logic that is associated with what these programs are meant to do from a kind of labor market and policy perspective. And, and folks say a lot of negative things about for-profits. And, and I think that there are some really serious questions we need to ask about whether for-profits benefit students as far as uh, loan defaults and outcomes, et cetera. But one thing they are is innovative, and they're typically very responsive to labor market demands in ways that traditional public four-year higher education is not. So for community colleges to step in and kind of fill that void is really important, not only from an access perspective, but you know potentially a student loan debt perspective, and also one where we're really trying to meet the local workforce needs in ways that are allowing students to be in a good place financially. And that's really kind of like a critical implication that we take away from this work. I think in addition, you know, we, when thinking about how these results kind of could influence conversations, I think it, it made sense to us that the community colleges and the, and the for-profit sector might be kind of complements or, or complementary options for students, given that 
both community colleges and for-profit institutions tend to offer kind of more flexible learning options. You know, they offer kind of classes at night or, or they cater to non-traditional students or those that are kind of working or going part-time, whereas traditional public four-year sector is caters you know, more to the traditional kind of 18 to 24-year-old college student offers classes during the day. And so when you kind of think about the market of higher education, the for-profit sector and the community college sector, the, the competition between those two actually makes a lot of sense when you think about, you know, what students might be looking for in terms of their kind of educational offering. So, Justin, you had touched on this a little bit, um, and I know that this isn't related to this specific study, but as higher education researchers, I'm curious if you think that our current economic climate might influence either the expansion or the contraction of these types of programs in the months and years ahead. As you had mentioned, the economic recession of 2008 led to significant spikes in college enrollment. Do you think that the recession we're in now might have a similar impact or could it possibly lead to more interest in community college bachelor's programs in the near future? Yeah, and that's a fair question. I'm typically not one who wants to predict the future as far as what the different enrollment patterns will look like, but we can learn from prior evidence. And what we know from the prior recession is that for black students, for low-income students, they were disproportionately enrolling at community colleges and for-profit institutions. And that's an important takeaway as we think about what do our findings mean moving forward during this time of economic uncertainty. So I do think there are lessons learned to consider what does this mean specifically for underserved, disadvantaged, and to allude to Dennis's earlier point, time-constrained, location-constrained students. What are the implications of this work as far as their options moving forward, and how can we provide them for a, to a pathway to higher education that is not going to leave them with crippling loan debt and really poor labor market prospects. And this is critical to think about given the high demand degree programs that these bachelor's uh, degree programs at community colleges are typically focused upon. I think, you know, building off of what Justin kind of, kind of outlined, I think if we look back at kind of the CCB movement in, in Florida, you know, we can see that, you know, the legislation was passed in 2001 and between 2001 and 2007, leading up to kind of the most recent recession, you know, we saw about seven CCB programs approved each year. During kind of that recession period of 2008 to 2010, that number jumped to about 26 CCBs uh, approved each year on average. And then if we look at kind of the post-recession period, 2011 to present, that number has gone back down to about seven and a half to eight CCBs approved on average each year. And so kind of using Florida as a potential model, you know, while we see these large kind of shifts in enrollment, I think we also saw these kind of large shift in institutional decision-making around these kind of CCB programs and exploring them as opportunities or as options to support that increasing student enrollment that happens during these kind of recessionary periods. And so part of me thinks that given, you know, the current climate that we're in, combined with the increasing number of states who are exploring providing community colleges with the authority to, to award bachelor's degrees, that, you know, we may see another kind of spike in these kind of program adoptions 
in this current period to kind of support the kind of increased demand for higher education. And finally, do either of you think that there are opportunities here for future research, either for your team or for others who are working in this area? I, I do think this is a promising area of future research. And really, that's because it, it sits at the intersection of really critical questions to not only the equity of higher education, but, but the effectiveness of higher education and what this means for students. And there's a lot left to know about community college baccalaureate programs. So there's a growing number of kind of descriptive and qualitative studies that have typically focused on the role and the influence of these community college baccalaureate programs. But I do think there's more work to be done. And Dennis and I have done a couple papers uh, focusing on this with associate degree completion and what we're talking about now for um, the competition dynamics with four-year degrees across institution types, but also we've done some prior work on financial implications and, and tuition with uh, my colleague at Northern Illinois, Dr. Shadon Hu. But there's plenty to know about, you know, what happens to these students after they enroll in these programs and, and answering that in a, a, a rigorous way that really allows policymakers to make evidence-based decision when really sitting down and thinking about, do I need to really invest resources moving forward to scaling up these types of programs? And does it benefit our students, uh, typically our underserved students and those with the time and location constraints that Dennis referenced earlier. So I think this is a really ripe area for future research. And of course, hopefully we'll continue to do this work, but I think there's plenty of room here for others as well. You know, in addition to kind of looking at these outcomes of persistence completion, I'm also interested in kind of what are the labor market outcomes for, for these individuals who attend and get a bachelor's degree from a community college? Does a bachelor's degree from a community college have the same kind of uh, purchasing power in the labor market as a bachelor's degree from, let's say, the University of Florida? And so in thinking about kind of what are these long-term implications for the individual of attending these programs, I think it's, it's kind of the next frontier that, uh, that Justin and I and our team are going to kind of explore. Again, because that provides the kind of comprehensive picture of what these programs mean, not only for access, but also what they mean for long-term success. Well, this is uh, fantastic work, and we encourage our listeners to go and read the full article. Uh, again, it's titled, Competing for Bachelor's Degrees Are Community Colleges Cutting Into the Market Share of Four-Year Institutions? And it was just published in the American Educational Research Journal. Dennis Kramer and Justin Ortegas, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, you can find us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest a future topic, you can find us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E-H.